0: Hello, everyone. We're back. A follow-up episode. We didn't go back in hiding. Teabag, what's going on, my man? All right. Wait for it. Wait for it. I got to pull up a a little video for for all of our listeners. Oh. Oh, already? A lot of vids. So quickly. A lot of vids in this this episode. You guys are going to enjoy this. Uh, It's going to be high-end, low-end production. That's right. The Minnesota Vikings. They come back and come back to beat the Saints. I I laughed. I cried. I was I was a mess. That whole that whole afternoon yesterday. It was it was bad. Um but it was so Dude. good. Dude. 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 I pity the people that decided to turn that game off. Because there's nothing I don't think I've seen a more dramatic finish. It's hard to say for a football game. Maybe that uh, Ravens Broncos game a few years ago, like the divisional playoff game. There was another long touchdown, but a walk off like that in that new building with the Vikings, who are historically horrible and historically choke, un freaking believable. It was it was unreal. It was as a Vikings fan, n- that's never happened. Um. In in my lifetime. Not even close. There's no... That play should never happen. Never. Like, never. I have been on the bad end of rooting for a team where uh, one player makes horrific mistakes to lose a game. And I feel horrible for that Saint safety. (laughs) Because he was the same guy that intercepted the ball. Earlier in the game. It's right. On that Case kingdom duck. <laughs> dude, that pass was horrible. What the hell was he thinking? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, really? But it, we wouldn't have even been in the situation we were if he wouldn't have thrown that pass, is my personal opinion. Well, Cause it, it's hard to say. It totally changed the momentum of the game. Dude, you got Drew Brees with time. I, it was inevitable for them to put points on the board. And that's the scariest thing about being up in these games, especially against a team like the Saints. You're like, okay. Slow start. Here comes the big finish. And they basically beat you guys. What well, the odds of you guys winning that game at that point were like had to have been ninety nine point nine not in favor of you oh, winning. I, I thought it was over. I thought we kicked the field goal with way too much time left. I mean, they had a minute and a half to get in field goal range, and they did. <laughs> so they did quickly. Yeah. I it, mean Yeah. Uh, crazy game. Big big ups to Adam Thielen. That guy that guy big kicked yeah. that game. Um, good Bigs, for, too. Good, yeah. Good for both of them. Obviously, I mean, it's been a long time since we've had good receivers. So, uh, big congrats to you guys. Hopefully, we beat Philly this Sunday, dude. And Teddy Two Gloves is on the bench. So you <laughs> yeah. guys are deep. That's right. Got Bradford in there too. That's right. Bradford. Man, and I'm Teddy. happy for you, man. I know it's it's a good time. Probably the best time to be a Vikings fan. Since the seventies, even though that was probably a hard a hard time to be a fan going to It's tough losing Super Bowls. It's rough. So assuming you can get past the Eagles, right? Yeah. And you get to play the Patriots in your home stadium for a Super Bowl. Yes. How heartbreaking is that gonna be when Tom Brady wins his sixth Super Bowl? <laughs> it's gonna suck, man. <laughs> it's gonna suck. I don't wanna think about it. I that's going to blow for you. So, that's going to be so bad. So I wasn't around when uh when your team, the Niners, made it to the Super Bowl. Tell me how it was to have a uh, your your favorite team be in the Super Bowl. It's got to be pretty special. It's absolutely one of the best feelings you can have. Uh, they had just a phenomenal run to the play to the Super Bowl in itself, uh, beating the the Packers, the Panthers, And then the Falcons, excuse me, yes, the Falcons. They had the Packers game at home, but then they beat the Panthers and the Falcons on the road. Uh Going to the Super Bowl, playing the Ravens. The Ravens shouldn't have been in the playoffs. I don't know if you know this, but they converted a fourth and 33 or something in their last game of the year to make it into the playoffs. (laughs) And then Joe Flacco just, like, left his body and some other unearthly quarterback possessed him. And he went insane through the playoffs. Just (laughs) insane. Through 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions, through like 80% completion rating, whatever. My 49ers team was like 10 times better than that Ravens team. We had a kick-ass defense, and this was back when nobody understood the read option, and Kaepernick could do anything he wanted. And we had Alex Smith as his backup. So heaven forbid he went down, we had a guy that could play. Dude, every single thing went wrong <laughs> in that game. In the first half, We, there, this is the same game where the power went out and there was like a 45-minute like intermission on top of the Super Bowl, like halftime show intermission. No way. Yeah, dude. Yeah. The 49ers came back, freaking got within five points, I think. It's four or five points. I'm forgetting the exact score. We're on the five-yard line with a first and goal. And we throw the ball four times with the best running attack in the NFL. So he pulled a Seahawks. The worst part, <laughs> pulled a Seahawks. Well, we just choked. We just couldn't get it in. We had four downs that we couldn't get the ball in. The worst part is that on the third in like three or whatever it ended up being, Kaepernick said he saw Lane. He was just about to hike into it and take it into the end zone, and Harbaugh called a timeout last second no so the play was dead yep and then they threw this dumbass fade route to crabtree that didn't work (laughs) dude being within five yards of a of a super bowl is devastating to lose it is awful the only thing worse was losing to the seahawks that next year in the uh nfc championship game that that was the actually worse for me but dude it haunts you It just haunts you. It doesn't matter what they've done in the past. Like this is when you're going to remember the Vikings. So if they blow it, that sticks with you. And that's what turns you into one of those old bitter fans that people look at on the street and like, holy shit, you're a Vikings fan. Oh, my God. That's got to suck, dude. You guys lost a home Super Bowl. Holy shit, dude. What is that like? You guys have lost five Super Bowls and never won one. Wow. That's got to suck. So, yeah, dude, prepare. All right, well, I'm going to cross that bridge when I get there. <laughs> um, I'm rooting for the Vikings though, dude. That be I'm all for it. Our defense I'm is all pretty damn good. And yeah, man. Except when Drew Breeze wakes up. But uh Yeah, yeah it's yeah. no breeze this week. That's not even what we're here to talk about today. Not even close. <laughs> dude, but I'm glad you got a forum to let the world know and I got to be a little like bitch a little bit about 9ers. Yeah. Sorry everybody. Today's podcast, I'm stoked this is something that just kind of happened organically. But me and Tay were uh, we're talking. And I was just like, dude, do you know who's so freaking cool? And we started talking about movie characters. Yeah, well. Guys. This it's all really came from us watching a... Actually, we'll save it. We'll save it. You got to save it. You got to save it. Yeah. So for the past two weeks or so, we've been doing our research, discussing, debating... And we've tried to hammer out the ten coolest characters, male characters in film. Yes. So this is yeah. excluding TV. Yeah. So do you want to explain the qualifications before we uh, Absolutely. get into it? Definitely. So this is an extremely arbitrary—not arbitrary, but it's a list that's very specific, and it's there's not really a great way to describe it except for the way I'm about to. This criteria for who's cool is different than who, because cool could mean a lot of things, right? There's yep. cool guys and then there's, oh, that guy is cool, right? This list we put together is essentially the guy that could walk into the room and he could take your girlfriend or wife and you would just be like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> she's yours now. That's, that's fine. You are much cooler than me. I'm assuming you have a much bigger dick than me. You, this is your person now. Game respects game, <laughs> because they're that cool, right? Because you just can't. They're that cool, yeah. Right? Game respects game, just like you said. So this list isn't essentially about like who's the best fighter or who has like the most badass scenes or whatever. It's essentially that guy that it just exemplifies a suave person in control, male person in control. Yeah. So does that make sense? Yeah, Did I explain that correctly? Yeah, Taylor? This isn't just this isn't just womanizer. So just let's explain, right? So like. I mean, for example, right. some of you might be thinking John Wick is one of the coolest characters, um, in recent years, and we agree that he is a badass. But as far as having that cool, likable, like, damn, this guy is just cool, like he doesn't have that type of a character, right? He just he's just a killing, right. he's just a killing machine. So that's kind of exactly. that's kind of the difference is that some of our characters are badasses, but they're. They have the coolness, the cool factor to back it up, and to and right. to kind of get it into a time period. We went in our in our lifetimes, basically, right? So so late eighties, early nineties yep. to today. So you know, Han Solo, Clint Eastwood, his westerns, like all of those guys, they're awesome. Dirty Harry, yeah, they're awesome and cool, but they're they're not on our list just because we wanted to kind of specialize, if you would. Yeah, this is a list for millennials, us snowflakes out here. All right, <laughs> these are people that we saw growing up that had a huge impact. And if you're like a film nut and you go back and watch The Godfather, and you're like, "Oh, Pacino's such a badass," or cool, like that's absolutely valid. Um, we just wanted to like narrow the scope a little bit because if we broaden it to all of film, it could get kind of messy. So, like you said, late '80s and on. Here we go. All right, so we got a top ten list with a bunch of honorable mentions. Um so Tay, why don't you kick us off? Who is our 10th coolest? Okay. Coming in, we had a tie for number 10. So, coming in at number 10, first, let's talk about Legolas from The Lord of the Rings. So, Legolas. Legolas. Um those of you who are familiar with Lord of the Rings and Peter Jackson's movies, one of the highlights for you, I guarantee, was the Legolas scenes. So there's a Legolas scene in each movie where his level of coolness and badassery is just off the charts. It's insane. It's a lot of Lord of the Rings is a lot of talking, a lot of running around, and then they get down to the fight scenes, right? And then you're like you said, Tay, you're waiting for that scene when Legolas is going to do something insane, and you start to notice it because you know each there's three of these movies. Each movie it gets more and more over the top, and. Despite how muddy and gross and violent the scenes get, he somehow is floating on air. Correct. Well, around everyone else. In the first movie, he actually floats on top of the snow. Like, he doesn't sink right. when they're walking in the mountains or whatever. So, if you had to pick his coolest scene... Would you go between the Helm's Deep fight scene where he essentially rides a shield down a stairway and kills a bunch of people and literally projects the shield into a person's body, or the scene in Return of the King when he kills the elephant? Which scene is cooler for you? It's it's close for me. It's the Helm's Deep scene where he's where he rides the shield down the stairs and shoots like eight orcs, just perfect. Uh, the elephant scene is cool, and it's I. Honestly, I think that they realized people loved the cool Legolas scenes. Sort of like, what's something over the top we can do for Return of the King as a final one? But I think the shield scene in The, the Two Towers was just the scene that just put him on the map. Like, that solidified his coolness, right? I mean, how many girls did we know growing up who that was their, their teen crush, their celebrity? Yeah. There was a lot. And they may deny it now. Very but true. Orlando Bloom was trending early 2000s. Oh, he was the guy... He also gets a little bump here for this list from his Pirates of the Caribbean because he may not have been the coolest guy in that movie, but he was pretty damn likable, and everybody was obsessed with him. So uh, he probably lands a little more in the badass group, but I think just the way he had so much poise and like he was like essentially like a god in those movies, I, I gave him the bump here. That's why he made the list for me. That's right. And this is entirely right, and, and subjective. So if you're upset at home, sorry. This is – our opinion, surprise. He, spoiler. he he squeaked in barely. So yeah, we is... had a tie here. Right, all right, and and the tie for ten, the one and only, Ferris Bueller. Yeah, so Ferris Bueller. I mean, when you watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you just watch that and go, "Damn, this kid is the coolest high schooler to ever live," right? He just Easily. he makes oh, he yeah. makes everyone in his life his bitch, right? And <laughs> and and he's kind of a bad guy in that movie kind, when you think kind about of, it. But he just has his way. <laughs> he, he, he does. He does his parents love him. The faculty besides the principal, the faculty love him. People he meets, his friends, students adore him. Nothing bad, everything works out for him. And it's funny because even his sister, yeah. who is so bugged with him the whole time, gives him a break at the end of the movie. Seriously. So just to give you a little taste, I have here the opening monologue of of his movie. So we're going to check that out now.
1: Incredible. One of the worst performances of my career, and they never doubted it for a second. How could I possibly be expected to handle school on a day like this?
0: He's just so damn cool. He's such a douche, though. Yeah. This
1: is my ninth sick day this semester. It's getting pretty tough coming up with new illnesses. If I go for ten, I'm probably going to have to barf up a lung. So I better make this one count. <laughs> <laughs> to the clammy hands it's a good nonspecific symptom he takes
0: getting I'm out of school neighbor. so seriously right and who could day day ever day day get day day out for clammy hands
1: deadlock. <laughs> but uh you get a nervous mother you could wind up in a doctor's office that's worse than school a good point fake a stomach cramp and when you're bent over moaning and wailing you lick your palms it's a little childish and stupid but then so is high school <laughs>
0: So cool. Oh, sick burn.
1: If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it.
0: All right. We'll end it there. Powered. T- that's power that's a great him. line. It Life is. goes quick. It he, is. Is. he is very swab. He's so cool. And he's just like, yeah, high school's bullshit. It's it's like if he was, Why if he was a burnout, like it would it would be different right but he's so suave and cool and you know he's smart that's that's why it works oh, yeah. so undeniably he's just so damn cool he 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 plays that day perfect and there is a little like conflict but he always has every scene under control basically oh yeah never breaks a sweat everything works out um i got to say though commenting on that movie when they drive that car through the freaking wall down into the ravine. Unreal. Oh yeah. Unreal. I still get stressed every time they have that scene. So uncomfortable. Oh my gosh. But he still it all ends ends well for him. Mm-hmm. No problems. Best day ever too. <laughs> oh yeah, best day ever. And some nice shots of Chicago along the way. It's a it's a love story to Chicago, apparently, from the director. Mm-hmm. That's why he made it. So it, it's a great view of the city. Well Ferris, you definitely made the list. Congratulations. Yep. Sorry, Matt Broderick kinda had a shitty career after that, but yeah, a good start. Go great. <laughs> All right. You know what? Go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, Matthew Broderick's had enough spoken about him today. <laughs> I think we're we're good. I don't I don't want to waste any more of anyone's time talking about him. Alright. So coming in at number nine, we're just gonna clip along here. We got Malcolm from Jurassic Park, Jeff Goldblum's Badass. You're going to say, what? Yeah, I know. Ben, explain this. Malcolm. You were pushing for this one. Malcolm. You're going, huh. You're like, Malcolm. A, you're like, who is that? Dr. Malcolm, actually. And you go, Jurassic Park. You're like, Jeff Goldblum? Hell yes, Jeff Goldblum. Jurassic Park is the first movie that I saw that genuinely I remember scaring me and intriguing me at the exact same time. came out in 1993, I believe. Mm -hmm. Correct. Freaking Jeff Goldblum is so damn cool in this movie. He's smart, he's wearing a leather jacket, he's got a freaking gold chain on, and he walks in and just schools everybody left and right. But he has that like that coolness, that ability to hit, you know, any scene he is, he's like in control. He's yeah. running around with dinosaurs and shit, but he's still like he's got an always got the presence of mind to have a funny line or like a really succinct take on what's going on. Yeah, it's just like floored me. It's like he's not one of us. Like he's technically a no. human but not really. Like he's something <laughs> better. He's like almost like a, a robot. Or, <laughs> or some kind of like he he's programmed to speak and act like a human but at the same time he's not. Yeah, similar to cake. It's it's an just for different <laughs> reasons. <laughs> I have a to theory. Cake? That cake I have a theory that cake is a bunch of androids but uh that are like that pro- like a birthday cake or the band The band cake, oh my
1: gosh,
0: (laughs) maybe, yeah. But anyway, we have. I don't know. In go ahead, go for it. Yeah, hit the clip. This is to set set the stage. Yeah, yeah, to set the stage. This is the the gangs all together looking at the new eggs that they're uh, hatching in the lab for Jurassic Park. So, essentially, they're looking at these eggs and. Malcolm, he's not on board. He's like, uh, hell no, guys. Dinosaurs went extinct for a reason. Uh, why would we want to bring them back to life? And here we go. All Looking right. at the eggs. Here we go. It's, uh, it's not possible. Listen,
2: if there's one thing the history of evolution has taught us, it's that life will not be contained. Life breaks free, it expands to new territories, and it crashes through barriers painfully, maybe even dangerously, but uh... oh, there it is. There it is. You're implying that a group composed entirely of female animals will breed? No, I'm I'm simply saying that life uh
0: finds a way. Oh that's so cool. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> and it's like he has like a subtle like he says uh between some of his words when he says life uh Finds a way. Or finds a way. It just like that emphasis is just perfect. <laughs> oh yeah, the gravity of the moment. But he's also like kind of smirking to himself, like he has a secret that nobody else knows. <laughs> even though he's like thinking out loud. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I love his monologues. I love the way the guy talks. The way he looks. This is early '90s Jeff Goldblum, not the older Jeff Goldblum you're seeing today, who is still extremely cool in my opinion. Yeah. He deserved a spot on this list. He's the guy, Jeff Goldblum. All right, so coming in at number next up number eight, this is a big one for T. This is a big, big favorite of Taylor. He might be higher up on this list if it was just your own list. I'm guessing. Correct. I love Daniel Craig's performance as James Bond in Casino Royale. It's it's one of my favorite movies. It's and it was one of those moments where I was like, this guy is so cool. Like, and that's why he's on the list, obviously. But he's just so badass in a way that Pierce Brosnan wasn't. I mean, so what was your Pierce Brosnan take? Cuz I think people would assume a James Bond character would make this list. Yeah. Rightfully so, right? Yeah. Good-looking guy, womanizer, quick on his feet, smart. The, the biggest thing What was your Pierce Brosnan the take? The biggest thing I hated about Pierce Brosnan was his puns. The dude was full of puns. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I mean, constantly. Cuz he was kind of my first Bond that I remember. Like, I've, I've seen some of the classics yeah. now, but as a kid, those were the ones I was familiar with. So he was kind of the face of James Bond for me. And he was just full of puns. Like, he was, like, smooth. I'll give him that. But I did not believe him as a spy, like, as a fighter. Because he was such a shitty fighter in those movies. And the right. fighting was so lame. He looked the part. He did. He looked like James Bond. Like, his, his appearance was perfect. Yes. Actually, if I'm going to think of what James Bond looks like, I think of Pierce Brosnan 1st Hands down. But there was something about him that was just... It was too clean. The puns really pull you out of a lot of the scenes. And honestly, it looked like he just was sleepwalking through almost all of the action. Yeah. Were you, he, you're never even a little bit concerned about him. Yeah. Um, Daniel Craig, complete other end of the spectrum. Completely different. For sure. For sure. hes He was gritty. He's violent. He's rough. He attacked every scene with, like, this raw intensity that it was kind of... It, he probably doesn't fit our criteria as perfectly as we'd want to for this list, but in this movie specifically, he freaking nails it. You got a scene for yeah, us? Yeah, so I'm actually going to switch our, our speakers to pick up the the clip so it's a little better. So, uh, Ben, if you want to have a little one-on-one with the listeners, I will be back in, like, 20 seconds. So... I'm going to leave and come back. So here I go. Okay. Well, honestly, I think this is just a time that Taylor should just pause the recording. But since he didn't, and this is extremely uh, amateur, I will speak. What will I speak about? Listeners, why doesn't anybody talk to us on Twitter? I mean, I don't use the Twitter handle. Fine. That's fair. But people that listen, especially those Japanese people, why don't they just come at us? I would be sending shit to this account all the time because I would know they would read it. Everybody else is just like, you could send it to, I don't know, Mark Wahlberg. You tweeted that guy. He's never seeing that. His (laughs) freaking aide isn't even going to see that. You know if you tweeted us that we're going to read that and you're going to actually affect us emotionally. We might be saddened when you insult us for how cheap of a freaking podcast we have. You could say anything. This list is bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit. And right. we'd read it, but you don't do it. So I don't understand. I'm back. Um, Welcome back. So the clips – sorry if those first clips were a little quiet. I noticed as the audio wasn't picking up as well, so I got a, a Bluetooth speaker to play into my mic. Sorry, it's a little ghetto. Um, but here we go. I have yeah. I have two clips because there's two moments from this movie that I that I really enjoy. So here we go. Here's the f- oh wow overwhelming. This is this is a five okay. second clip. This is real short.
1: Me. Wow. Welcome, Martini.
2: Shaken not like I give it down.
0: That's the first one, right? I mean, because everyone knows the classic Bond moment is uh, how's he like his Martini, right? Shaken. Not stirred. Shaken. But, not but stirred. But Daniel Craig's just like, do I look like I give a damn? Like like do I care? Do you <laughs> think that's like important to me? <laughs> I'm winning My liver's destroyed either way. Just give me that alcohol. I'm banging tens and taking out supervillains in high stakes poker games. I don't have time for this shit. And so Excellent point. This is my next scene. So this is a scene from Casino Royale also. It is a um, torture scene. With him and Mads Mickelson. So let me get to the right part here.
2: I've got a little Not that.
1: Oh, no, 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 to the right, to the right, to the right. <laughs> <laughs> you are a funny man, Mr. Bumble. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Ah! ah! Mm, yes! 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 <laughs> <laughs> now the whole world's gonna know that you don't scratch my balls.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> That's the best. That's the best, right? Oh my god. So badass. Awesome. So badass. That's an epic nut punch right oh, yeah. there. He's Damn. whipping him with the end of a with a rope. Just he's just buck oh. naked. Yeah. Oh. Brutal. Brutal. Pierce Brosnan would have told him everything he wanted to know, in my opinion. <laughs> so quickly. He's like, oh, I need those. Stop. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, how am I going to make Mamma Mia without my balls? (laughs) How could that happen? (laughs) Yeah. Shit, man. He's had a very disappointing career post uh, his Bond franchise. I don't know what he did before it, but whatever he's done after, it sucked. But Daniel Craig, very cool guy. And when he drops that royal flush to win the hand at the end, man, oh, man, oh, man. Oh, yeah, that was another scene. Very cool. That was another scene, but it didn't translate well to an audio clip. So. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You gotta watch it, but he looks great in a suit. Uh, I think he kind of gets like this is like the pr- kind of the Casino Royale is supposed to be like the beginning of James Bond's career. Yeah. Even though it's like a reboot, um, and as the series progresses, he's still cool, but he's kind of I don't know. I think this is his best performance as far as this criteria. Oh yeah, we're they at. go they kind of go up and down after that. The the Daniel Craig so. Bonds. So yeah. Good great, choice. Great character. Okay. Coming in at number 7, the one and only Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man. In Iron Man, the Tony Stark. So, I think I think his coolness brand has been diluted because he's been so present the last decade that we forget. We're looking yeah. at Yeah, we're looking at 10 years since the original Iron Man has come out, and it feels like an eternity of Iron Man movies and Iron Man appearances. But he was kind of he was basically the start, wasn't he? Yeah, he of kicked the he, Avenger he, universe. He kicked off the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a big way. I mean, a lot of people don't remember, but Iron Man was a huge movie when it came out. Right? It massive. Yeah, it made superheroes more relatable in a way that like, past superhero movies didn't. Like, it had that nice tinge of comedy with action. And it just... Essentially, the formula that Marvel uses today, but it was fresh. It was fresh. It was new. this movie hit. And and you had a very huge contrast between, sorry, between The Dark Knight and this movie, which both came out the same summer. Right. Big so... year for superhero movies. But, uh... Huge. I mean Robert Downey Jr carried that movie and he's he is that character. Like I don't know they won't be able to recast that if they do for a very long time. Oh no. And that's the thing is that whatever movie he's in, he steals the screen. You want to look at this guy. You want to hear him talk. He comes into a room, he controls it. He's fast, he's he's so smart and he's funny. His timing's impeccable. I mean, he pulled off Sherlock Holmes. I know that's, that series hasn't aged as well, um, maybe as others, but that came out after this movie, and you absolutely believed he could be Sherlock Holmes because he's so on top of everything. And in this movie, Iron Man, he did it all. He was the action fighter. He was the suave womanizer. He just knew how to command a scene and a room. Definitely earned himself a spot on this list. Tay, you ready for our clip? I think this clip encapsulates how cool he is. Yeah. It doesn't really need an introduction, so. I'm just doesn't need one. You'll know what's going on. Yeah, I'm just going to play it. And now Mr.
3: Stark has prepared a statement. He will not be taking any questions. Thank you.
2: Uh, it's been a while since I was in front of you. I figure I'll stick to the cards this time. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: There's been speculation that I was involved in the events that occurred freeway and the rooftop. I'm sorry,
1: Mr. Stark. Do you honestly expect us to believe that that was a bodyguard in a suit that conveniently appeared, despite the fact that I know that it's confusing.
0: It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero.
1: I never said you were a
0: superhero.
2: Didn't. Well, good because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. I'm just not the the hero type, clearly. With this uh, laundry list of character defects, all the mistakes I made, largely public. Truth is, I am Iron Man.
0: And then you got the music coming in. And sh- credits. Oh, yeah. That's just like a it's sick. like a it mic drop, basically. Absolutely. And this is an era where you expect all of these superheroes to be, like, protecting their identities. I mean, we're talking about we had all the Spider-Man movies, which were where it was so essential that Peter Parker remained anonymous from everyone else to protect his loved ones. And then Tony Stark's like, "Eh, fuck it, I'm Iron Man, (laughs) and just drops it at the end of the movie. You're like, no way. And then the movie ends. And obviously, I mean, that is cool. Obviously, there's consequences to that. You see in the later movies, but yeah, just so awesome that they just totally ripped out that that stereotype that superheroes have secret identities and no one can know who they are. Yeah. Just so cool. Right. Very cool. And and again, like I said, it kinda is his coolness is diluted because they kind of play with that whole like being famous and being a superhero in the movies that follow, which kinda hurts his character a little bit. You know, they kind of make him grow in ways that are kind of boring, I I felt yeah. like. But in that first movie, Holy crap, very entertaining. Love the guy. And it's Robert Downey. I mean, you can't go wrong with him. Guy is cool as frick, you know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was so him we'll keep at number him. seven. Okay. okay. That's right. So, number six. This one is probably going to be a surprise to, uh, to a lot of people. So, this is uh, Ryan Gosling's character in Crazy Stupid Love. His name's Jacob. You may not remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, that's his right. name. It's all you need to know. But, I mean, really, you could just call him Ryan Gosling because that's all you need. I mean, I think that's what Ryan Gosling's like in real life. (laughs) So, of the movies that people are featured in on this list, this is definitely the worst movie on the list. By far. Uh, Far and away. Holy cow, like, this is not even on the spectrum with a lot of these movies. But Ryan Gosling's character in this movie is essentially how you expect Ryan Gosling to be. As a person. Just cool, man. And, like, the coolest womanizing type of guy ever. Like, essentially the guy that could walk in the room and walk out with your girlfriend. Yeah. No problem. And it's really um, it's really because he, he has a heart of gold, too. Which you find yeah. out. Yeah, is that why? Yeah. I mean, because, I mean. If, like he's a good dude? I mean, if it's not just that you're, like, a good-looking asshole, right? That's not what makes you cool. It's the fact that, like. Yeah. You're actually, like, a decent. Person, for the most part, but uh-huh. you're also cool and awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost the fact that you have some sort of code of standards in your life that makes you cool.
1: There's layers. Yeah, to you got him.
0: layers. You know, he's not just the. Okay, I I see that. He, there's just something about how he his presence amongst every person he interacts with in this movie, and he and like you said, he has layers of like vulnerability. He shows. To, like, Emma Stone in, in their scenes where they start be getting closer and more intimate. Yeah, He's and you, funny. And if you have a dead parent, that, like, it makes you so much more mysterious for some reason. I don't yes. know why, but that's, like, a big part. Totally. Like, he, like, had everything handed to him because his parents were rich when his parents died. And so he's just, like, just lost.
1: He's trying to figure himself <laughs> yeah. out.
0: He's just lost. He's looking for the right the right move. And, and honestly, a lot of this comes down to the fact that it just felt right to have Ryan Gosling on the list. It, and I I don't know, like we looked at a lot of his movies and I don't know if we found one that kind of showed his coolness is as, as clearly as this movie. Yeah. I mean, if you have one that we may have overlooked, you know, let us know. Cause we just thought that Ryan Gosling deserved to be on this list just for like, he hasn't made a bad movie in a very long time. Right, yeah, I mean, he he's done, I mean, La La Land, Blade Runner, all these movies, like, he has aspects of his, the nice guys, aspects of his personality that you're just like, oh my gosh, this guy, he just has it all. He's got everything going for him, and he's got a look that's just like, it, it doesn't matter who you are, you're going to like the dude on screen. It doesn't matter, and I, this, I just think, was the clearest example, but if you got another movie, throw it at us. So we've got another clip for you. to start queuing it right. up. Um, I'm ready. Essentially, he walks into a bar. His bar he always goes into. He has been checking out Emma Stone for a while, and he's finally going up to talk with her. And so he walks up to Emma Stone and her friend, and scene begins.
1: So much potential, and you've resorted to fantasizing about Conan Ginger
3: Junko Brian.
1: He is funny. He looks like a carrot, honey.
3: He looks like a carrot. who looks like a carrot,
1: Conan. O'brien, my friend, um. Hannah here thinks he's sexy.
3: That's weird because I think that your friend Hannah is really sexy. Oh
1: my God.
2: You did not just say that. How old are you?
3: What are you, lawyer?
1: A little bit. Come on. I know
3: you are. Is she
1: gonna be? Don't you think you're a little old to be using cheesy pickup lines,
3: objection? Leading the witness. <laughs> wow, so Hannah, smooth really wearing that dress that you're doing it a favor. Oh. That's a line. <laughs> me sitting over there for the past two hours not being able to take my eyes off of you is a fact. I mean, there's lots of beautiful women in this bar, your friend included. Hi. I love you. But I can't take my eyes off of you. That's a fact. It's not a lie. I find you very attractive. Do you find me attractive? She
2: does. I don't.
3: You do? She does.
2: Yes, she does. I do. I don't. You do. You do. I don't.
3: Anna, can I buy you a drink? Uh, no. You say no a lot, don't you? No. no. Oh, boy. Permission to approach the bench? Seriously? Just come on, let me let me deliver my closing argument. Sure, proceed. Anna, we live in a physical world, right? Uh-huh. And you're going to age, right? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you this, you're never going to regret going home with that guy from the bar that one time that was a total tomcat in the sack. But I can't guarantee that you won't not regret it.
2: That's a double negative.
3: You're a double negative. You're a town. Hannah, <laughs> can I buy you a drink?
2: Okay. It's, you know what? It's time to go home. Really? Mm-hmm.
3: Wow, it's forward of you, but okay. Yeah. I'll do
1: it. t T-Boat saw three. So, oh.
3: should I get my car or yours? Should I pull the car around? Have you been drinking? I'll drive.
1: Liz, coming.
0: All right. That's the. And Emma Stone. And Emma Stone left. She rejected him. So, think about. Your best attempt at ever hitting on a girl, it's nowhere close to not what even, he just did, and yeah, he got not rejected. Even close. N- not even close. Okay, like no one has ever spoken that well ever to a woman. I'm I'm convinced only Ryan Gosling can pull off that that scene. And let's be honest, she to be probably, that like confident, she wouldn't have said no if that was real and that actually happened. No, no way. I mean that was that was no way that was so, contrived movie plot written all over it. That's every. That's normal. Every normal guy's fantasy of how they could talk to a lady. Just be confident. Say what they think about her without being perceived as creepy or gross, and still respect them in a way that they're like, "Oh, okay. Like maybe I give you a shot, maybe not." And they leave. You know, Ryan Gosling gets the tip. Yeah, I think I think he he earned it. Yeah, the, that was. I mean, the movie's not amazing, but he's he's pretty cool in that. So. Weird ending. Weird, weird ending. Really weird. It takes a twist. It takes a twist. Okay, coming in at number five, the one and only. This is like the, the heavy hitters now, guys. This is like the real deal. These are the true coolest of the cool. I think there's a big separation between the top five and then like six and earlier. When you I say? Agree. Absolutely. Okay, so we're dealing with the heavy hitters. Here we go. The one and only at number five, Danny Ocean. George Clooney from Oceans 11. So this is, Tay, give us a rundown. This is a great movie. It's got an all-star cast. I mean, it's got Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Julia Roberts, Bernie Mac. Um, you just you just keep going on and on. You, th- you think of someone famous, they're probably in this movie. Um, it's funny. It's exciting. It's a great thriller. And... You know, it takes a certain level of cool to be kind of the leader and the focal point of this type of a cast and keep it all together. And and George, and George Clooney has the star power and I think there's probably less than a handful, less than probably 5 people in Hollywood that could have that level of star power that could that could pull this off. And he had big shoes to fill considering this was a a remake of a classic Ocean's 11. So, being able to be the coolest guy set up the heist, do everything he did. It's pretty impressive and it's George Clooney. Right. And I mean and this one was a little different as far as having a scene to to choose from because it's really just his level of cool throughout the the whole the whole movie, right? Like it's just it's just his presence. It's it's hard to explain, but it's just that he's always got a plan, he's always prepared, he's smooth. He can talk his way out of anything. He's just... And it's George Clooney, right? Like, he's just just this level of cool. But I do have a short clip from the movie. Let's see it. Oh, th- we can't see it. Let's hear it. Come on, Tate. Let's do this. <laughs> what am I saying? You're 30 seconds late. I was about to send out a search.
2: Hello, Tess. What are you doing here? I'm out. You're out. Of prison. You remember the day that I went for cigarettes and didn't come back? You must have noticed. I don't smoke, don't sit. Now, they tell me that I paid my debt to society. Funny, I never got a check. You're not wearing your ring. I sold it. I don't have a husband, or didn't you get the papers? My last day inside. I told you I'd write. Danny, go now before. What, Benedict? How you doing? Whiskey and whiskey. Danny, Tess, you're doing a great job curating the museum. The Vermeer is quite good. It's simple, vibrant. Although his work definitely fell off as he got older. I remind you of anyone? And I always confuse Monet and Manet. Now, which one married his mistress? Monet.
0: Yeah, so we'll we'll cut it out there. But you can you can kind of hear his level of cool throughout that that clip right so that was julia roberts is his former wife who kind of left him after he went to prison and that was their reunion Um, (laughs) that's yeah tough Tough break i think what you said it perfectly in in getting that kind of ensemble to feel like they would respect him oh yeah you know there's something about that level of like who could actually pull off this in, in the way they speak the way they look George Clooney has it. He's objectively maybe the most handsome man that we have in this era. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he, in his voice. The thing is with Clooney is he needs to stick to acting. Okay? Yeah. He's he can't He's it on screen. <laughs> can't direct. Can't produce. Subur- don't direct yeah. your own movies. Suburbicon was not good. Monuments Man, come on. Yeah. Don't do those movies. Just make, just make these kind of movies. Okay? Show off how cool you are. Michael Clayton, guy's awesome. Oh yeah. Dude's sick. I mean, just let George Clooney walk around in nice-looking suits, talking to people, making deals. You could do that all day. Yeah. Guy guy is cool as shit. Yeah, he kind of so we we did do TV. That was another thing. But uh Don Draper and Mad Men, he's kind of in the same vibe, right? Like I put he, that John yeah, Ham John Ham uh as Clooney, right? He's just got that level of cool. Like he just looks good in a suit. He's got a like a cool voice and and he can pretty much just do whatever he wants. And that's kind of how Clooney is. Even in this movie in that scene, he's kind of wearing down Julia Roberts. Like you can see it on her face. The like as it's going on, she's like her walls coming down mm-hmm. just because of how cool he is. So, that's persuasive guys. That's right. Okay. M- number 4. Moving on to Captain Steven Hiller. Played by Will Smith in Independence Day. You can't have a cool a list pilot. without Will Smith. You can't have a cool list without Will Smith. This guy freaking fights aliens in a fighter jet. Okay. He goes in outer space with Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Also on this list. Cool as shit. <laughs> all right. This movie is number two for scaring the shit out of me as a kid. Okay. <laughs> Not only do aliens come to Earth, they start obliterating cities before our eyes. We don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. You know who's not scared at all? Will Smith. Will Smith isn't scared even a little bit. Okay. He fights these alien ships in his plane. The scene we're about to listen to. Till I start pulling this up. He's fighting out in the desert. This alien is chasing him down. He's slipping through these slot canyons. And at the last second he puts a blind. Essentially deploys his uh, a shoot over the alien's craft. Which allows him to eject out of his craft while the alien craft crashes into a canyon. His plane explodes and he slowly parachutes down to safety, while the other alien plane hits the ground and skids out of control and is kind of just sitting out in the dark or sitting out in the in the dirt, just all broken and crashed. Okay, and so we're listening to Will Smith as he is coming out of his parachute after he just hit the ground. All right. Ah!
1: That's right! That's right! Get up! Get up! That's what you get! <laughs> Look at you! Ship all banged up! Who's the man? Huh? Who's the man? Wait till I get another plane! I'm letting all your friends out! Right beside you! Where you at? Huh? huh? Where you at? Uh.
0: He punched an alien in the face and then said welcome to Earth. I case is closed. Will Smith is cool. If you're not familiar, he pulls out a cigar right after he punches the alien in the face. I mean, the dude's badass, right? I mean it's a scary looking Uh, alien too. I mean, that's what the first one we've seen. Absolutely. Is in the in the yep. ship. Oh, so cool, <laughs> so cool. <laughs> he just a level of zero fear. He's got the lines. I'm pretty sure he's dating a stripper. C- true. I mean, he's cool. The guy's got it all going on. And uh, basically, if you're flying a fighter jet, you're gonna get at least how many bumps to your coolness? It's just exponentially greater all the little, time. Little little hint: so, He's not the only fighter pilot we have on this list. Nope. That's right. Any other thoughts on Will? I his career is kind of. He used to be the coolest guy easily. Like as far as movies went, I mean we're talking the the nineties, early two thousands, and then it's kind of lost on him now. Especially when you're making movies like Bright, <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah, he's still cool. I mean, I still like watching him on screen, but yeah, he's lost a little bit of coolness. But he was the guy. I mean, after yeah. after Men in Black. Independence Day. I mean, just just a whole different level of cool that we hadn't seen before. He had it going on, man. Love that scene. One of my favorites. Just, just phenomenal. Okay. All right. Tay, you want to tee up our next Coming one? Coming in at number three, speaking of fighter pilots, we have Maverick from Top Gun by my boy Tom Cruise. Now, this – <laughs> <laughs> no 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 no. no, no, no the, this is a no-brainer as far as you know coolness, right? Like it was like he's just cool, right? He does what he wants. He's a fighter pilot. He's the best. He's a rebel. He's in California. He wears Ray-Bans. He's got a bullet bike. <laughs> Leather jackets, open shirts, he gets puss. Like he just <laughs> lots, lots of, puss. of muff. Um, I mean, that scene at the beginning where the commander's like, your, your ego's riding checks, your body can't cash, Maverick. I like, it's just. His name's Maverick. Yes. Do we know his last name? We don't. His name is, they may say his name, but he's Maverick. That's. It's Maverick. One word. Maverick. That's right. Frick, dude. I mean, his, that's probably the coolest name. His sidekick's Goose, which is lame. So it's like. He's, yeah, goose. I mean, come on, dork. he freaking he he bangs his teacher, man. Like, <laughs> it's cool if a boy does it to a female teacher. If it's a male teacher and a female, it does not work. But and it's completely out of bounds. In this case, it does. So, speak on that. I'm not. He's no, an adult though. It's a college. It's like an right. older teacher though. He's in his twenties, right? So okay. It's, it's like right. Yeah, yeah. It's not like yeah. And so this scene is is him, um, him and his teacher. Kind of, he gets in like she kind of talks shit on him at the academy. So this is him. He's getting pissed, and it's got the classic song that everybody loves from from this movie. Not Danger Zone, the other one. <laughs> There's two songs in this movie. Can't hear you. He's like later, bitch. (laughs) She's chasing him now. She wants the D. She's chasing him?
1: I'm reckless! When I fly, I'll have you know that my crew and my plane come first! Well, I'm (coughs) going to finish my sentence, Lieutenant. My review of your flight performance was right on. Is that right? That is right. But I held something back. I see some real genius in your flying Maverick, but I can't say that in there. I was afraid that everyone in that tax trailer would see right through me. And I just don't want anyone to know that I've fallen for you. Wow.
0: All right. He's going in now. They're banging. Are they <laughs> yeah, boning now? We could can, we can cut it out there. Wow. <laughs> so she chased him yes, home? She chased him home. Just to tell him she thinks she's hot and <laughs> wants to bone him? And wow. that he's the best pilot she's ever seen. But she oh but my she didn't want to give him special treatment because, oh, man. <laughs> he's just so cool. <laughs> That's another level. That's another level of cool. i. Uh, I can't even handle it. I haven't seen that movie in a while, so I'm a little murky on the details. All I know is that I just, everywhere he's going around, it's either he's bone into that song or he's on his motorcycle or at his airplane going, Welcome to the danger well, and zone. Him and, him and Val and Kilmer kind of have this testosterone battle. I mean, Vel- Iceman. Ice Man. It, it almost makes it cooler, right? Because they go back and forth throughout the movie. Exactly. That's a big part of this: is that if you're gonna be cool, you gotta have a nemesis that also is badass as shit. It goes back to so game like, respects game. Iceman and Maverick. Game respects game. You gotta have a foil that makes like to really show you what you're made of. In Top Gun, they've got that going. on. This might on. be a little foreshadowing for one of our next ones. That on that note, maybe I don't know. You don't know. Who knows? We don't know. But Tom Cruise definitely earned to be Absolutely. on this list, and he's certified cool guy. Jerry Maguire. Uh, All the movies that he's done throughout his career. Mission Impossible. What's the – I'm spacing the name where he slides across the floor in his socks Uh, and his white shirt. Risky Business. Risky Business, Varsity Blues, all the football like high school movies he did. He was always the cool kid. Oh, yeah. Tom Cruise is cool and he still managed to be cool today. I mean, mean, even in Tropic Thunder. He's funny and ridiculous, but he's still cool as that fat weirdo. And you may he think is. he's weird on a personal level, but on screen, he's just so damn cool. He is. He owns it. The guy owns this owns it, man. Okay, I'm glad he made it. All right. Number two. The top we're in the top three. So we got top, we got Tom Cruise at three, and now the one and only. Tyler Durden. Brad. This Pitt is a no Fight brainer. Club. This is a no brainer. No brainer. Let's just start with what Brad Pitt wears in this movie. He's either shirtless. And he's jacked. Wearing a t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, oh, beyond, like, the perfect male physique, basically. That muscular just ripped out of his mind. Lean, though. Not bulky. Okay? He's either wearing no shirt. A t-shirt that he found out of a garbage can. Like that old t-shirt you love to wear, but you, like, are kind of embarrassed they may to wear have a tiger it, on it or but, something. Yeah, just something random, who knows. Or he's wearing like like essentially like drag yeah. shit. Like leather and f- like, like red fur leather, shit. like just so and over the like top. Like rose-colored like sunglasses and he's like you're like like if it was on the a different person you'd be like this is really kind of femmy, you know? But Oh, it'd be he, weird. You'd just be like, but this "He pulls is it stupid. off," and it's because he can kick your ass. I think that's the that's the yep. biggest reason. He shows complete indifference to every single person in this movie. Guy does not care what you think about him. He is the center of his universe, and he just goes where he goes and does what he does. And, and he's an intellectual, it. super and he's smart, well and extremely. Well-read, and he believes everything he says. So it it inspires this confidence, this charisma amongst all these men in this movie that are looking for a leader, looking for somebody to point them in a direction, and he is that person. He exemplifies manliness the way every single man, at least in this universe, wants to feel it and have it. And so we have the uh, speech he gives to the Fight Club as it's starting to really grow. And he starts talking about some of the, the rules of Fight right, Club. Here we go. Classic scene. Tee this up.
2: Round, look around. I see a lot of new faces. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Which means a lot of you have been breaking the first two rules of Fight Club. I see in Fight Club the strongest and smartest men who've ever lived. I see all this potential, and I see squandered. God damn it, an entire generation pumping gas, waiting tables, slaves with white collars. Advertising has us chasing cars and clothes, working jobs we hate so we can buy shit we don't need. middle children of history man. No purpose, no place. We have no great war, no great depression. Our great war is a spiritual war. Our great depression is our lives. We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars, but we won't. Slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off.
0: Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. If you haven't seen this movie, he's giving this speech in this dirty, gross basement, and there's probably a hundred guys all around him. Of all walks of life. You're you're grubby. You know, young adult, your frickin' works in a cubicle, businessman, everybody just frozen, hanging on his every word. Dude, seriously, come on. Working jobs we hate to buy shit we don't need. It was like, oh my need. gosh. I mean, he says these like little words of like wisdom that you're going at like, oh my gosh, that's so true. I mean, another quote of his, the things you owned end up owning you. He just drops these little little daggers throughout the whole movie just them. but he also lets like beats the shit out of people granted if you haven't seen this movie probably should see this movie should we, do we need to talk about fight club anymore probably not but brad pitt in this movie exemplifies coolness as far as every level of manliness dude awesome i couldn't imagine a list without him very very cool all right, so now we want right. to get to some honorable mentions before we announce our our top coolest character in film. Is this going to be controversial? I number think one? it will be. I think we're gonna to have to really defend this one uh, to put him over the the guys on our list. That. I mean, we put I'm this guy above it. Tyler Durden. It's pretty high up. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a there's a lot of I mean, Maverick. All those guys, it's pretty, it's pretty big time. So let's hit the honorable mentions. What, what do we got? So we got, we got Jamie Foxx from Django Unchained. Love it. I, he was my contender to be 10 on this list. I thought the way he acted in that movie, the the whole set piece being a Tarantino movie automatically makes these people look even cooler than they are. Uh, riding around on a horse, being a cowboy, his fight scenes are amazing. He's got some sick lines. I, I thought he deserved a lot of consideration. Yeah, I mean, and that ending scene where he just kills everyone. Oh my gosh. Yep, amazing. Uh very cool. His name's Django. Come on. <laughs> Django's sick. That's single name Django, come on, with a D. It's very cool. Uh we had also Leonardo DiCaprio. Tate, what was your thought on Leo? People I think would assume Leo might be on this list. Um he he is cool, right? I mean, he's got some some cool characters. Wolf of Wall Street from our our Jake Fitness. Our fitness, Jake. That was one of his picks. Um, then we had uh-huh. uh, Great Gatsby and Inception. I mean, he's had some some killer roles throughout the years, um, and he's a he's a true Hollywood A-lister. I mean, even his work in The Departed, like he is a level of cool. We just we didn't feel like he fit the criteria for what we were we were going for, right? He's always a little mentally yeah. unhinged. It feels like. Like I feel like these people need to have a level of like stability that he. I just don't think he delivers in a lot of his roles. That he's no, in. no, he's very, uh he's very volatile, which is fine. It it makes a very interesting character in these movies. Just not exactly right. cool. So, so okay, uh, oh th- All right, yeah. These next yeah. two really hurt me. These these next ones yeah, break okay. my heart. So we already uh, we talked about Orlando and Matthew B- Broderick. They they made it. They so made now, it. We want to talk it's about Matthew a, McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Damn. Um, right, Matthew right, McConaughey right. is cool, right? I mean, he, drew, he, he drove. He drove a Lincoln cool. before he was paid to drive one. <laughs> 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 uh, he's he's like a mixture of Ryan Gosling and Jeff. Right, because he's got that. He's got like, that warm, comfortable Southern like hospitality vibe. Yes. Right, and he just kind of talks to himself. You know, he kind of meanders at where he's going. I don't know. I love the guy to death. I would have thrown him on here. I just didn't think he had a movie to to win win me over. Right. And I mean I I think the Maconnaissance might be uh be it's dead, dead. But during, those, I've during come grips. the after Maconnaissance, like that's that was hard. I was like, there's there's a movie in there that we can put on this list, but nothing made the cut. Yeah, he just – not quite. Just wasn't quite there. I, his rom-com era, very cool dude. I mean, extremely cool, just not quite enough to make this this cut. And then number two – or not number two, but the next one, Christian Bale, man. Oh, yeah. Just why 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 didn't Christian Bale make it for Batman? Because he, he fit more of the badass than the cool factor, I think, mm. as far as his like – I mean, because he, he really – his personality is very – like muted when he's Bruce Wayne, right? But it's very, very yeah, blah. But, I give you. But as that. Batman, that's where his true colors come out. But he doesn't have a lot of, like, he doesn't really have the the lines. But I mean, he is cool. But he fits more in the badass, right? Like more like John Wick than like Tyler Durden, for sure. So, right. I think that's it's- yeah. And in, in his other movies, he just didn't have it. You know, like uh, American Hustle, Big Short. I thought he was great in all of these movies, but it's like, he's not cool in right. those movies. He's not cool in The Prestige. No. Um, it's It just wasn't there. Amazing actor, but not quite cool. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson from Pulp Fiction. Uh, his speech. I think he, he was high for you. He, I think he was close to making he the He was. List. I, I wanted him on the list just for his scene at the beginning of the movie with the... When he goes into the dude's apartment and he just gives him that epic, oh yeah, and the Lord, like when he's just, yeah. I almost want to cue it up. It's so awesome, but that part's yeah. sick. If you haven't seen the movie, I mean, that's that's probably my favorite part of the movie. Um, but it's it's just killer. Yeah. And Samuel L. is just he's got the cool factor. Yeah, he he's kind of another one of those that like he's been typecast in so many things that it's kind of lost its luster a little bit. You know, his motherfuckers and all that, like, all those things. Uh, but in Pulp Fiction, he definitely brings it. It's a good yeah. role for him. Bradley Cooper, The Hangover. I was gonna oh, say, just, going to say, he didn't make our, our official uh, honorable mention, but Denzel Washington, uh, Training Day. Oh, yeah. Uh, the beginning of that movie. Book oh, man. Dude, Denzel Washington, he's got some badass, cool characters. So, so he does. We, we respect his his contributions. Absolutely. Um, Bradley Cooper from The Hangover, he would be the most generic cool guy, I think. Yeah. As far as that role, just like he's the cool guy in the group, right? Yeah. The ladies' man, but not quite enough. Nope. Um, let's see. Keanu Reeves from The Matrix. That's right. Uh, John Wick. Uh, I would love to put, do a list where we could go through the most badass people so we could get like the Mel Gibson's and all those guys in a group to see who could kick whose ass cuz that would be fun. Yeah, we um, should we should do that. We'll do a tournament, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be good. Uh also Mark Wahlberg, Matt Damon. Mark Wahlberg and um, The Departed. He we fought we had a long discussion about this one because just just him going to go fuck yourself. Like, just like. like <laughs> that was my uh, that was my Boston impression. Um, I liked it. It yeah, was good. And just it, thr- he just didn't have enough screen time for us to give him. Yes, yeah. It was screen time more than anything. I mean, that's a long-ass movie in what? He maybe has 15 minutes. Yeah, but every time he's on screen, he is on screen. Yes. It, dude, and I guess that goes back to him being bugged. With just like the way it was being filmed anyway. Cause like, I guess he was kind of having a power struggle with some of the other actors. So when he was on screen, he was on screen. He was gonna make his presence known. So, oh man, I wish he could have snuck on. That would have been sick. All right. Are we ready to unveil the number one? I think so. People are really, I think, wondering right now. Yeah. Who I mean, could the- be number one? It's not Han Solo. <laughs> it's not. It's not Han Solo. The coolest character of all time is the one and only Patrick Swayze in the movie Point Break. <laughs> His name is Bodie. So this is this is funny because Ben watched this movie for the first time about three weeks ago. Yes, to, we watched it together. That's right. I He had never seen it. I said, this is the ultimate bromance movie. And Ben said, no, it's you're you're shitting me no way and i said nope just watch man and he was blown away by the blown away uh to set the stage we got keanu reeves he works for what the fbi cia fbi which one fbi he's a new agent his name's johnny utah which is a very cool name absolutely and he is trying to investigate these bank robberies that are going on okay So, the movie is very, it's pretty convoluted in some of the ways they figure out to track people. But he realizes that he thinks it's surfers that are the ones that are. Yeah, Gary, Gary, his partner figures out that it's surfers based off of evidence at the robberies. Right. And so, Bodie, our guy, he's a surfer and he's the leader of a gang that robs banks and essentially just robs a bank to. Allow him to keep surfing every day. Right. And he's not your typical surfer. No way. He's an intellectual. No way. He's well read. He's polite. He believes in nonviolence. He is a beautiful man. (laughs) He's got this beautiful blonde hair, long down to his shoulders, with this perfect beard. The guy's cool as shit. All right. He's just friendly, he avoids violence. Even though he robs banks, which is kind of a contradiction, but who you know, he's Bodhi, dude. Bodhi does what Bodhi does. Bodhi's worried about catching that perfect wave every day and then going back to his apartment and sharing his women with other, you know, his other friends. That's right. Keanu starts banging yeah. one of uh Bodhi's regulars and they kind of That's right, one up. of his old girlfriends. And he doesn't get mad. He, they're Eskimo yeah. bros. Not yeah. at all. He's a bro. So Keanu is trying to infiltrate Bodhi's group. And expose these bank robbers, but Bodie just wants to be friends with Keanu. And, with Johnny and it wears Utah, wears Keanu down. It he does. has the opportunity. Slowly, he has the opportunity to shoot him and take him down, but he won't do it M- multiple nope. times. Oh yeah! See, they do lots of fun things together. They, they play hang football. Out, they sh- <laughs> they play touch football, which turns into tackle football. Freaking Johnny Utah was uh, the OSU quarterback. And then he hurt his knee and then he couldn't play anymore. So now he's an FBI agent and they all recognize him, but they're still like, they're all cool with him. Bodie's cool with them. They're just buds, dude. And Bodie's a bro. Bodie looks out for his friends and he always wants to make sure they're doing all and right. And he goes into a bank. Okay? He's like, just comply. All your money's insured. You shouldn't be like, freaking out. like, he's like, he doesn't want to hurt anybody. He just wants to serve. He doesn't. He doesn't. <sighs> He's so cool. They jump out of airplanes. He wants people to have great experiences. He takes frickin' Johnny Utah skydiving and they skydive together and they have just this like spiritual, existential experience together where they're just like feeling like they're flying and floating in air. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's Bodie's the guy. And he won't compromise on his ideology as much as he wants. Not at to. all. Nope. He won't. And for all you conservatives out there, he is the Ronald Reagan robber in the movie, all right? That's right. So he's good old Ronald, doing the conservative way, <laughs> stealing from banks that are already insured. Dude, I couldn't help it, but I watched that movie and I just was like, that guy is the coolest guy ever. Everything about him. I mean, listen to this line from Bodie. All right. Fear causes hesitation, and hesitation will cause your worst fears to come true. Is there anything more true on this earth? I don't know. He said it, so I believe it. I believe it. Doesn't matter. All right, so we're coming down to the epic conclusion. Bodie, you know, after threatening to kill uh, Johnny Utah's girlfriend, <laughs> which is, you know, kind of extreme, but he didn't want to do it, but he, he, he left him no know, choice. He threatened it. You know? he, he left him no choice, right? He was going to catch him and take him in or whatever. Anyway, Johnny Utah is chasing him and finally finds him on the beach. And it's a hundred – is it 50-year storm or 100-year storm? 100-year. We'll say 100-year. 100 100-year 100 storm down in Australia, okay? It is the biggest waves of all time. It's the thing Bodhi's been waiting for his whole yeah. life to finally get here and experience this and moment. Keanu shows up. So, yep. Denim from top to and bottom. It's pouring down rain. After bro wrestling a little bit in the waves. Yep. Keanu handcuffs Bodhi. They're handcuffed together and there's lots of police force and helicopters coming in finally going to catch him but they're standing in the ocean and this is our final scene here we go
2: okay man okay
1: I'm screwed I'm gonna go to jail and I'll pay and Johnny Utah gets his guy right? good for you that's real good I'm going to be a big hero now. Look at it, Johnny. Look at it! This is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, man. Just let me go out there. Let me get one wave before you take me. One wave. I mean, where am I going to go, man? Cliffs on both sides. I'm not going to paddle in New Zealand. My whole life has been about this moment, Johnny. Come on, compadre. I
2: let lets him
0: go. He lets him go. Vaya con Oh, man. And that's the movie. That's it. That's it. Oh, man. Come on. Vaya con Dios. <laughs> Unclips him. Lets him hit that last wave. And the movie ends ambiguously. Keanu gives up his badge. We never see Bodhi again. Come on. Dude is cool as shit. So badass. I mean, who could honestly convince their FBI agent that's been chasing them for over a year to let them go, unless you are the coolest guy ever? It's freaking Bodie. Oh, man, he's just so cool. He's he's the coolest dude. That included a movie where freaking Keanu Reeves jumps out of a plane without a parachute. Yeah, he free falls. Free falls to grab Bodie. And hold on to him and threatens to shoot him but doesn't and then essentially like survives. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Just watch that movie and come back to me and tell me that Bodhi isn't the coolest guy ever. I'm sorry. All these other guys we talked about, they're freaking awesome. They have it all. But Bodhi encompasses everything I'd want to be. Just a cool dude living his life. He's got his code. Guy surfs all day, plays touch football at night. I don't know. Guys, the Rob's best. Banks occasionally. <laughs> he rob's Banks. But you know what? He does it because it's all insured. It doesn't mean it's a victimless anything. crime. Yeah, the it's man. Right. It's a victimless crime. He avoids violence. You know, if there has to be violence, then he does it. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm a fan. So, people, come at us. What do you guys yeah, think of our list? What do list? you think? I want to hear. Uh, we probably forgot some people. I apologize if we forgot some huge you know roles that people find very dear and cool tweet at us text us whatever do your thing yeah and hopefully that was enjoyable for you yeah we'll come back we'll we'll bring out the coolest ladies ever we want to start it out with the coolest guys we'll have other non-movie content for you I'm sure or not who knows we just do what we do if you like it great let us know if you don't great let us know (laughs) that's right well, I think I think that's it for us, man. That's all I got, man. Any last words? Vaya con Dios. If, if. Vaya con Dios. <laughs> We're out.